All right. Hey guys, this is Chelsea with Head of Fedor, and I'm thrilled to introduce you today to Gina of Lunatrix Arts. Maybe, maybe not, but I'll let her share more on that. Gina, tell us, um, tell us a little bit about you and uh, about your business. Yeah. Um, well, uh, my name is Gina and I run Lunatrix Arts, uh, which is a entertainment company and um, Hina is a part of that company. Uh, currently, we're rebranding. I was just talking to Chelsea about this, and it's uh, it's it's been a little bit of a craziness. But um, I'm in Columbia, South Carolina, which is a very small. It is a city, but it's like town. It's town. It's little <laughs> boy system here to the best, and um, a very uh, very small community with uh, little to no other Hina artists. So that's that's me. That's where I'm at. And I am owner of Lunatrix Arts and we do everything from face paint and uh, balloons all the way up through henna and aerial trapeze and silks and full that scale. So cool. that is, it's like so cool. So tell like did Hannah come into Lunatrix Arts at the very beginning, or was that something that was added recently? Well, Hannah, okay, in my life, Hannah's always been there because it's my son who actually um, brought me into the Hannah world. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. He, um, as a five, six, seven year old ADD kid running around at festivals that we would be either working at or, you know, like attending, um, he, he loved Hannah. He, always loved henna and I always thought the art was beautiful too but um he was he was that kid you could not get to sit still I mean I'm telling you he's that kid that when the kid comes up to the henna booth the henna artist cries um right <laughs> <laughs> but he loves it he loved it so much and he understood that he needed to hold still for it um, and it was like the one thing for the longest time that he would literally hold like oh. and not move for hours on end to get the biggest piece of henna on his back or on his leg or on his arm or wherever that, that he possibly could. And he would be, I mean, he was always a good kid, but he would, he would just be an angel the whole day. He, he's that kid that walks around like this. You know, as it <laughs> and he's like, no, I can't play in the dirt because my head is drying. <laughs> like, but um, yeah, and he just loved it. And everywhere we went, he always wanted it. So um, I took on a little bit of um, research and tried to like get that to our house for him for special occasions. And um, that's how I started playing around with it. But as a business content, it came about um, years after I started with the circus arts and things. Um, I added face painting to kind of fill in the gaps in between the slow periods of performancing, performance art. And um, I think Hina kind of grew from that eventually. Huh, that's interesting. So. At what, what, in what year did you add Hannah to Lunatrix um, Arts Service Suite? Ooh, good question. Um, two years ago now, three years ago, maybe. So it's still fairly new. Yeah, it's still a new process for us in here. How um, is it? Now, like I've been playing with Hannah since my son, my son is 22 now. 
Oh, so it's been a long time. Yeah. So I've been playing with henna since he was like five, six, seven. Right. But I didn't actually think about it as an art form here because we just don't see it. Yeah. Did you, did you find that because you mentioned like it's a smaller town and did you find that it was well received once you did begin to offer it? Um, it's yes and no. (laughs) It's been kind of a struggle. Um, it's been a, uh, an educational experience most of the time. Um, I think people associate the people who have seen it have either, now this is three years ago, not now, but the people who have seen it have either seen it in magazines, have had it at the beach, which is black henna and like, you know, a totally different beast that I don't want to go to. Um, (laughs) And um, the process of actually like what it, what it is, how it's used, like, yes, you can use it just for like pretty everyday adornment, but it's also can be used for like festivals and things like that um you know like uh religious experiences like things to add to your social occasions um has been like a a learning a teaching experience for everybody involved including me um I'm just you know southern white girl and it took a lot of like I didn't want to just jump into it and offer it to the public and not know the history behind it so for me, at least it took um, about a solid year of research, like really reading and researching and asking questions. And I'm still doing that, <laughs> you know, trying to learn a little bit more about the art form so that when people come up, I'm not just saying, oh, come get your temporary skin adornment, you know, like yeah. I'm actually talking to them and saying, oh, do you know where it started? You know, have you, do you know anything about henna? You know, what is you know, people are like, no, what is it? People here are like, no, what is henna? (laughs) Like henna's a plant. Henna's a plant? Really? Yeah, a plant. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. For you, I love that, I love that your journey started with your son, and then like, for you, did it, did it develop into a love just because of like the artistic portion? Like, at what point did you realize, I think I fall in love with henna? Oh, like the first time I used it after after getting the sifting and stuff done. (laughs) (laughs) The straining is finished then. Oh my God. (laughs) Like that was what, I don't know, 20 years ago. Like there was like, you know, I went down to, um, first of all, I had to travel over to a really bigger city from where we're at, found a like a natural market, um, got henna that was like, chunky plant fiber henna and like you know put the pantyhose down and shook it until your face turned blue oh and, my god yeah, all <laughs> so when I say it was like a process of love it was a labor of love to do it for my son um but yeah it would take like two days to get that batch of henna like just even like sort of smooth oh my <laughs> um, gosh and then I- it was it was like always kind of an iffy stain because like they could have been sitting there on that shelf for who knows how long, but it was the closest thing. I and mean, that's again, back in the days before the internet was actually an orderable thing, right? Um, but we've come so far, 
since then so far. I'm very, very grateful to all those people out there who triple sift their their henna before sifting it out for me now. <laughs> it really is. I think it's the worst. Like I'll get henna from Sudan and it's like just and it's so fresh. It stains like this and it's beautiful. But the sifting, it's like yeah. uh, it is a labor of love. It has to be. Yeah. But um I think when I got that first batch in my hands um, and I was using a bottle to put it on, not a cone because I didn't know how to roll it and knew any of that. Um, and I just started drawing with it. Uh, I've always loved art, but not necessarily always been very good at it. <laughs> but um, but I just started drawing and it just, it became a meditative state for me as well. Like my son was quiet. He was still, I'm drawing. The house is cool. It's the summer, you know, it's just like, it is just, I don't know. It's quiet. It's cool. It's a moment with your child. You can actually like speak with them and talk to them. And I don't know, that's, it became like a heart place for us. So, and then of course my husband took a look and he was like, Oh, I really like that piece. Like do one on me and it just became like a family affair for for everybody oh I love that I love that do you still like today when you when you look back at the journey like what it took for you to, to see between seeing it and then realizing like this is this is perfect for my son and then it creating like a, a safe space or and maybe not even a safe space just a connected space for your family yeah. it was the what was like for you the biggest personal gain um, in your henna journey, just, just through that, through that experience? Um, as my son got older, um, it was really, and this has been both with henna and circus as well, which is, um, super, I don't know, it has a super, like, soft space in my heart for everything. Um, he, he is such an amazing outgoing boy, man, man at this point. Um, he, because of things like he wore henna in a society that no one else is wearing henna. His mom was like a circus artist. So mom's showing up in the school with like, I am that parent who's like running from a gig with like the black and white circus stripes. Oh my God. Crazy <laughs> happening. And, um, and Hunter's like rolling with it the whole time. And he just, for me, for like heart wise, the, he is such an independent and free spirit himself. Now he like, he knows he doesn't always know what he wants, but when he knows what he wants, he doesn't care what other people's opinions are of it. And I think a lot of, I think back to the times where I was doing henna with him and the, a lot of the conversations we had, um, you know, like, like I said, I, li I live in a Southern community and, you know, he got a lot of questions about it. He was like, what is that on your back? Are you, are you, is that a tattoo, you know? And he's like, no, it's henna. And he's like, what's henna? And he's like, you know, he's getting educated as I'm getting educated, you know? And he's, he's telling them about like, that it's a plant, it's paste. And it's, you know, it's, it's used for all types of things. And people have been doing it since Egypt, you know, Egyptian times. And right. I don't know, he just became 
uh, maybe it's a little different than what you are asking, but to me, those times helped give me a space in which occurred a transference of like self-confidence almost to him to, to say like, hey, I know about this thing and um, it's different and it's unique and I like being that way. Um, and as he grew up and as he grew older, watching him take it from like being five and six and seven where his friends were sometimes like, what are you wearing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and he, and he just being proud of it. He was just like, I got a green man on my back. Check it out. You know? <laughs> right? Um, and, um, and then he went, as he got into middle school, um, you know, they were doing things like relay for life where the kids were trying to like find things to donate from themselves to give to the event in a, in a service aspect. And one of the things that he came up with was he was like, I want to do henna for other people. Um, so somewhere in middle school, we made batches and batches and batches of henna for him and two of his friends who were like somewhat artistic with it to do like a couple of simple designs for people during Relay for Life, like to do the, um, the ribbons and stuff on it so it it's been really nice to see him grow and even through like high school and he continued with that want that sharing of of all things circus actually and henna as well so um I don't know that that makes that's my soft spot he's my like I don't know he's one of the reasons he's definitely one of the reasons I do this but um and it's really funny now because every once in a while I mean he's out and he's on his own doing his own thing and every once in a while he comes home and he's like can I just get some henna oh he's <laughs> like mom girl yeah. yeah I love that it's just, it always comes with like um you know like a quiet moment at the table or on the couch or like just talking about whatever it could be the leaf on the tree it doesn't even matter it's just the moment you know oh that's it's so really special. nice to look back on that. yeah that's so special. I love like that's those are the things that I look for. I'm like, one day, one day, I I hope to be able to share those moments with with my three and and oh, I love that. Yeah. That's perfect. So tell me, so now tell me about where you are in your business today. Like, what what how much henna are you doing in in um in consideration to the larger services? The larger circus. Well, um, performance art. Um, we're doing. Uh, geez, we're probably gigging, um, depending on the month, because it's all like relative. Uh, we're probably gigging circus style two, two to three times a month. Um, and that's anything from like stilt walking to fire spinning to, you know, um, Lyra and silks, and then our full case performance shows. And then I'm doing henna my new goal this year <laughs> is henna at least publicly once a week for the summer wow how's that so, going so far um so far so good so far I love I it. knocked it out of the park with it but um the next couple of weeks we'll see because uh, the next couple of weeks are like memorial day weekend and there's just not a lot happening around here so i'm having like a hard time getting my 
like, okay, where's next? Where's the next place that I can like look to go if I'm not doing a festival or an event, which is something that I'm super familiar with. So, um, and that's where I'm trying to be again to like thought, think about like libraries and like even there's like a public brew house here that does um, that does like community nights and things like that. So just getting, um, and it, it's a microbrewery. So it's not people who are like just drunk. Right. Oh, they're coming for the craft. They're yeah, people who are craft brewery. Yeah, like the people who are here to like enjoy time with people and listen to music and that kind of thing. So, That'd be cool. I love yeah. that. I love um, that. And I want to do working right now, trying to find, um, well, not trying to find, but trying to get the specifics down about doing like a, an arts night at one of the, you know, the local paint places that does like the draw, like paint and wine. But instead of doing paint and wine, like learning about henna and then putting like henna on canvas um, for one night for something like that. That could be cool. I feel yeah. like henna and wine nights are a really good, like that's just, a, so many of my clients book henna and wine nights, but like to have it as a class, that's, that's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, and I think it would be fun and this is where I'm at, like trying to work out the details on it, right? But I think it would be fun to um, to teach elements of henna, not necessarily with a henna cone, but like you know, pen and paper style, and then and then get into the more henna design at the end of the class, where you can actually have a cone and then give it a shot. But like to teach more of like you know, what's a teardrop and swirls and like maybe this style or this style, like differences. That's um, a whole series. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, just doing it for a fun girls night out, you know, and then yeah. you get to take a canvas piece home with you when you're done. So I think, I like that. but I'm trying to work with a art, um, an art place that already does similar things like um, to get that started. That's so cool. Ah, oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, my goal this year, once a week, <laughs> publicly, once a week. <laughs> Look, but it sounds like you've got a good start. And and um, to offer, like, if you were to add on things like that to your service suite, no brainer. I feel like that's that's an easy once a month sort of arrangement, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's right. so cool. So right now, like, what does a typical work week look like for you? Oh, um, uh, working so we teach um partner acrobatics as well so i um i teach partner acrobatics on thursday um <laughs> i'm only laughing here because it's like what does your typical work we look like oh gosh um, <laughs> you know i said the question was initially what's your typical work day and i'm like who am i kidding we're head on yeah we don't yeah. Know. <laughs> I'm a hustler. Like I do all the things. So I'm like, whatever day do I start? Let, let's start with Wednesday because Wednesday is pretty the middle of the week, and that's the easiest day. Hey. Um, Wednesday, I go to I work um, with a friend for three hours doing. Um, he's a gourmet coffee roaster, and I do I know I do packaging for him, um, and so I that's like my three hours committed every week on the books definite cash flow thing and that's the only thing I have <laughs> <laughs> so after that I come home and I pack 
for whatever's happening on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm. Um, so, or I clean my house because that's, you know, a thing that usually has to happen as well. I don't know if you guys, <laughs> if everybody listening in here has ever done festivals, like when you're done on Monday, your house on Monday to Tuesday is just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so, a whole routine. Like <laughs> this is the ritual of getting ready for festivals. You must clean yeah. the house first or else. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Wednesday I do that and I'll either clean house or will, um, you know, clean kits on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, answer emails. Um, I teach acro and then I'll pack on Thursday. I begin to pack the car for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm. Um, so Saturday festival festivals, usually from, you know, like you're packing the car and getting there and seven to seven or seven to eight or seven to nine or whatever Sunday festivals. We also work, uh, baseball games here. So oh. doing baseball games. Um, That's, wow. Okay. I've never heard that before. You do henna at the baseball game. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get in like, is it, uh, like a local league or the school or what is that? It's, um, it's uh, it's the Columbia Fireflies. So um, we do henna and face paint and balloons at the event. Cool. So, and we like rotate them out. Um, a friend of, uh, we work a lot with other artists in the community. Um, I think that's one of the things that like, if you are an artist in your community, your other artists in your community are your, probably one of your biggest resources. Um, so they had, already set up with face painting and balloons there and so then we now come in and do some henna with them so um but yeah it's just like you know small henna designs um some bigger ones for parents but like smaller ones even for kids and um yeah we at the baseball games and we incorporate their a lot of it is like their logo their mascots a firefly so a lot of it is like I want a firefly and it's like fireflies with flowers and all your like pretty little henna designs but with a firefly involved in it that's so cool um, yeah <laughs> I don't know like I've never even thought of I've never seen henna at a baseball game and I love this yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. so awesome how yeah. did you go about securing that that contract um I worked with uh, Sean, which is the artist friend of ours, who was already there. Uh -huh. um, and then just, you know, he's known my work for a while and he knows me as another artist. And um, just eventually just talking to the owner of the, not the owner of the ball field, but the event managers of the ball field. Um, and just, you know, finding a price that works for both us and for them. Um, and in that particular instance, we're there a lot. So the prices like per hour are not what, like if I just went out and did a price per hour for like corporate, a company that was like for three, three hours, right. but because we have 15 days on the schedule with them every, you know, like we can do a, a reduced price with that yeah. um, and their clientele tip really nice. So um, it's more like, uh, more like a monthly retainer that you've got. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. For their, for their season. Right. Yeah. Um, and it seems to have worked really well for them. Like, you know, people can come in and, and, and enjoy the arts and a little something to do a little, and it advertises and logos for them for the rest of, you know, the week. 
Um, and we push really hard with their like hashtag, their hashtags for them. So that people are taking photos and, um, you know, hitting them up on Instagram, like fireflies games. And yeah. So that is cool. Marketing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way. I wish I could get my own personal marketing that, that good, but like, <laughs> we, we really do push for our clients marketing <laughs> that no that's awesome like I think about when you're when you're wanting to build a business right and you're wanting to be like sustainable because for me the big thing is sustainability like mm -hmm. I always every decision that I make is based on is this sustainable is this something I can maintain and having an arrangement like that where it's like it is it's a retainer for the season no less like yeah. That is an incredible business decision. And even for you, like, sure, it's marketing their hashtags, but it's all tying back to who did this, who offered this service. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. And it was a really good setup for us. Cause like I said, um, our, you know, our friends were already in there. Like they were already there with the contract. So by meeting other artists in our community was the opportunity where the opportunity occurred for us. Right. Um, and, um, now that that relationship has actually worked out really well in our benefit because they actually had a very good system in place for doing bookings. Huh. And, um, they, so like Sean's daughter, Jenna with business school graduate and everything. And now she's working in her family business, but they do our booking. So for me, that was a huge headache up and gone yeah uh, for for bookings um like so i answer client emails um few and far between at this point so um and she does she does the bookings it's all our name and she's a great job at it so um that was an investment for me to sit down and say i need an assistant mm -hmm. but it cleared up so much other time for me to be more, um, I don't know, to just make everything else better, to make, um, to do the stuff that I didn't like to do mm -hmm. uh, and give that to somebody who enjoyed doing it. Are you, was, was the assistant, was that the first like big ongoing expense that you'd invested in for your business? Yeah. You know, besides from like an internet page or whatever, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and it took about a year to get things straight because um, she was very familiar with balloons um, and a little familiar with face painting. And now she's, you know, like really working on the circus aspect of it, which for us is like, it's a nightmare booking. <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's, it's not, it's just a lot of bits and pieces. Mm. It's everything from like the rigging setup to like, does the building structure hold the joists? You know, like you have to, your artists have to be safe. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's all those tiny little details that need to be worked out before the performance even starts. But as far as Henna goes, um, even that was a learning curve for her. Just like, it was like, okay, so I have to teach myself how to do this. Now I gotta teach someone else how to do this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, you know yes. what I'm saying? It's like, well, oh gosh, I missed that piece of like trying to tell them that because like I learned that a different way or like I didn't think about that that way or yeah. You know. For the first year, it was just like a whole lot of like it was like twice as many emails as 
as what I expected because she's trying to talk to the client and then she has a question and she's trying to talk to me and I'm trying to explain it to her without getting involved with the client. And yeah, it was a lot of work to begin with, but I really, really like the system now um, because it frees my office time up to only answer like, you know, I, I know her. I'm really like, I don't have to be like, hi, thanks for reaching out to us, you know, and with your question, you know, it's, it's more like, no, um, we want to be there from five to six, no exceptions, you know, like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like a yes. much easier format for me as the owner to like talk to Jenna and then let Jenna be that like quiet, soft-spoken voice, the, the pretty face customer service on the other end of it. But it didn't get there overnight. <laughs> I know. <laughs> at all. I feel like the the challenge of working when you have a when you have a an assistant that's that's the big it's the training. It's making yeah. sure that you're on the same page. And did you say that in the way that that I I want my brand voice to be a certain way? And are are yeah. you that and all that? It's it's a headache, but it's it's so worthwhile when you get the right person with the right person. Yes, yeah, because right um was like, there were a couple of moments, you know, like when we first started that I was like, hey, like I wouldn't have answered that that way and I don't want you answering it that way again, yeah. you know? Um, but it's just all learning and you've got, I don't know, I feel like our business has done pretty well with it. Like it's, it's we're kind of like over the hump now. So <laughs> as long as Jenna stays around, I'm super happy with it. <laughs> People get really confused though because it's like, I'm Gina and she's Jenna. I didn't even think about that far. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So like I'll show up on scenes and they're like, oh, hey, Jenna. And I'm like, no, I'm Gina. And they're like, oh, well, tell your boss, hey. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell Jenna you said hello. Do. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is hilarious. Uh, so tell me. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I just was like saying, I was like, I told her she's going to have to name her, like rename herself Christy or something like. Yeah, uh, someone gets you. So we have to draw straws. Yeah. Like this week, this is, I get to be Gina. Yeah. Jenna. Yeah. And you get to be whoever else. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. So I'd love to know, like what typically, um, what type of clients are you serving? Because you've got, obviously you've got like corporate events and then are you doing parties also? Like what does your, what does your clientele look like? I don't do as many parties henna wise as I wish I did. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> when I first started, that was where I think I, I thought I wanted to be was like mom's night out or like girls, ladies night out with, you know, like food and wine and like henna and just like being really pretty pieces. But where I find currently my, my bulk of work is, is the corporate, um, the corporate company contacting us for their family days or their employee appreciations or festivals or the private appointments who has seen us at those places and decides I'm going on vacation and I want this like pretty henna piece to, to happen. Um, and we have done some crossover too into like small amounts of baby bumps and like, those kind of things because we face paint too. So I feel like there's a little crossover there as well. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, I feel like with corporate clients, we tend to think about them a little bit differently than we do like the individual appointment and whatnot. Have you found that your 
experience with the corporate world is it is it different from what you see other henna artists talk about yes like, do you feel that you have a different experience and if so I, can you elaborate on it yeah um they <laughs> I don't know how do, how do you say this um <laughs> you're you our corporate clients I do. I love them. They're, um, once you figure out what they're looking for, they're the easiest people to work for. Um, most of the time they're looking for, um, quick designs that get the most people in and out of their booth. Um, and it's maybe a little like festival work, but less pressure. I feel like, because I'm not charging, like I'm charging, like, here's the amount of money you're paying for me to be there for this amount of time. Um, and I do want to see as many people as possible during that time while still giving quality work, but I don't have to make a, well, I, I always do, but I don't have to make a personal connection with each of those people coming in. Um, because to get this work again, my personal connection really needs to be with the event coordinator or the booker or the the person who's setting up the event on this thing um now of course i am still making personal contact in this because those are the people that are coming back and doing like the vacation henna and they're like you know i want this pretty design yeah. just because however um it's super simple after you build an established relationship with these people because they're usually looking for new ideas and new things to bring in. Um, and you're working with the same people over and over again. So in, at least in our area, there's probably seven or eight, like really large, um, event coordinators who are working for large corporations doing events three, four times a year. And if I have a working community or working relationship with them where I'm, talking to them, you know, not necessarily at, even at their events, but like running into them at the ball game or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like if I can keep presenting them new ideas or at least new ways of using the same ideas, then they're completely happy to use us over and over again. As long as, you know, everything else, is our, our client, our, our work is on time, our artists are good, you know, like all those things. So yeah, um, yeah I find them like super easy to work with, so easy. And then once you get a working relationship with them, like you've been working with them for like two or three years, the, it's so simple. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I look at my calendar now and I'm like, oh, we've got, we've got like, the same five events that happen every year at these dates. So in these dates, let's say these dates in April. So in January, I'm like, hey guys, like know your events are coming up in April. Do you want to get them on the calendar now? Like just to make sure you're, you know, you're there. And they're always like, yeah, like we haven't set, like, we know our date's going to be April the 27th or we know our two, two weeks after Easter or whatever. And then like, it's done. Just, it's done. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Did you, did you initially, because of course now you have those relationships with so things just like rolling along. Right. Yeah. But initially did, were you cold pitching companies to build the corporate corporate um, connections? Like how did you reach those people to begin with? I reached them partially through my performance art um, and partially because um, I joined a bunch of networking like 
chamber of commerce, like all those like, <laughs> ah, all those horrible things you have to attend and put your <laughs> <there> on. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, and like, you have to shake like a million hands and be embarrassed because you can't remember people's names and yeah. Yeah, all guilty. Those guilty. yes, all those things. Do them. Um, but that's where you end up like, I don't remember people. It's so bad. So, so bad. I do not remember people unless I sit down and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them. Mm -hmm. um, and the networking things are really hard for me. They were so hard. First of all, I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I go in and I'm like, the wallflower <laughs> you know like everybody there is like I am the attorney and the corporate executive and I'm like hi circus artist face painter slash henna you know <laughs> nice I, to meet you, you, nice to meet you. <laughs> I have one I feel like that's a, like their impression of us is it's so <sighs> yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's heavy to hold that space in that room, I feel. Yeah, it is. In my experience. It is. Um, and so, um, I mean, sometimes I would get someone to go with me just to like, I don't know, be my wingman. <laughs> I love that. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but mostly just, you know, just getting out there and talking to people, handing your card out everywhere. Oh, everywhere. I took your advice the other day and you were like, do this thing to like, um, you know, put your card out there like four times today or whatever it was. And that day, my, my, um, my husband had dental surgery uh -huh. and, um, I literally was with him all day, like at the dentist's office and then back home, I went to the, to the, uh, endodontist office where I handed out two cards. <laughs> The pharmacy where I handed out a card. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <A> grocery store clerk. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it was like these are people that are probably will like never even see again. Well, maybe the pharmacist I'll see again, but like I won't see. I probably won't ever even see again. They're like, why do I have a henna card? <laughs> <laughs> You never know. You never know who they know. Mm -hmm. like, grocery store clerk could be the person whose mom is the event coordinator. You mm -hmm. know? You never know. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I did that. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so, I'm like, yes! How am I going to get this out here today when all I'm doing is picking up, like, taking Mike to the doctor and, like, picking <laughs> up after surgery, so. And you're, you're out at the pharmacist. So I love that. So, like, it, yeah. you know, it's hard. I think it's scary for some, sometimes for people to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go and put myself out there and do the introduction and give the card and whatever. But it pays off so well. Like, you know, you, like you said, you have no idea who you're next to and who their network is yeah oh I was in um <laughs> just because you said that I was in FedEx the other day and I'm like laminating um my pictures to go up on that A-frame board that I got for the festivals um yeah I saw that yeah. that came out so well yeah so I'm, I'm in Kiko's and I'm laminating and I had had um had them do the poster and then I cut it and I laminated it so I'm, I'm literally in FedEx for like two hours the other day um but during that time I'm in FedEx there's a um a woman 
who's in there talking, you know, to the FedEx people and she's getting some cards and stuff done. And she's also in there for like an hour and we get to talking and she runs a, um, a children's shelter here in the area. And they're always doing stuff for their kids. Like, and when I say children, I mean like teenagers, like teenagers, these are teenagers who, um, who are going to become members of our community and like, you know, they're going off to college and they're, they're, they're going to become part of our community in no time flat. So just by being in Kinko's and being our, our FedEx and it used to be Kinko's here now it's FedEx. <laughs> um, just by being in FedEx and like talking and presenting, I like presented my card. I'm like, Hey, I do henna. Like, um, you know, I have, and we just got to talking. I was doing my books, my festival books then. And, and she was like, we have, we have a lot of kids that would like really not kids, but like teenagers, they have like 20 teenagers. And I was like, I had 21 designs that I needed skin on, you know, like to put, take yeah. people love. And yeah. so now I have a working relationship with them where I'm going out and I'm doing like a couple of designs here and there when their kids are free, I'm getting pictures off of it. And they're remembering us for the events. They do galas and fundraisers and like really high dollar events. I love it. funds for the children's shelter. But um, yeah, so I'm really excited to see where that's going to go too. Like, and, and that's worked for me because the kids are just like, you know, they're that. (laughs) My favorite, my favorite kid size is the, is the, the weird middle one. That, that nobody else really likes that middle school high schooler that's like super awkward and yeah yes the third so I get to work with those yes. guys again and they're just like oh, it doesn't matter what you put on them they love it oh <laughs> I love that oh my god but it's that is a prime example it's a prime example of just going doing the thing you don't know who you don't know who you're talking there. to yeah, you have no idea who you're talking to. You know, it's it's funny. One of um one of my professional contacts locally, she is like a phenomenal businesswoman. She has a multiple brands that she owns, like all these things. And one of the things that she's done is she um launched a storefront inside of BWI Airport. And but that's that's like not a small thing, you know. And um, she's had this pop up um space, and they've just expanded it to give her another larger space inside of the airport and someone walked by the other day she was telling the story on Facebook she said somebody walked by the other day and um told her son who was walking by also in the airport and told her son uh, be sure that you go to school or else you have to get a job to work like people like that and um same day a woman is in her shop buying waits for everyone else to leave the shop and then asks her did you ever consider um pursuing a career and she's like really? She's like, Google me. Like, you know, like her response is obviously she was much more professional than that, but her thought process was seriously. And that's just it. It, It's such a reminder that you have no idea who you're sitting next to. And for someone like, like, like her or like us or like anyone, right. You could be Mm -hmm. at the grocery store next to that person in sweatpants and you just happen to walk, you know, walk by that person who's responsible for signing on those six, seven, you know, digit contracts for whatever event. And they're looking for an entertainer, but you caught them on the day that their wife is at home sick or their husband is at yeah. home sick. And yeah. you have, you know, it's, ah, it's so crazy 
how sometimes we can be like forgetful, forgetful that you just don't know. So I love that you're like, this is a prime example. Yeah. And I think sometimes people, just for me, at least, I sometimes think people are more approachable in those moments too. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, if you, you never know, you never know who someone knows, you never know what they're doing or what their day entails. Um, and yeah, especially for like, if you're talking like hard class corporate executive who's doing their job, like sometimes I feel they're more approachable in the sweatpants and the laundromat because their dryers broke. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, exactly. And um, yeah, just talk to everybody. Emma always said a one question with the clerk and the grocery store checking <laughs> was out. Was that for you? Was that a skill set that like you learned over time? Or have you always been that way? No, I was the quiet kid. I was such the quiet kid. It didn't come out. Really? Until, yeah, until like college somewhere. Um, I think when I started working like customer service mm-hmm. behind the counter and I just realized that most people want to talk. Like they do. They just, you have something in common with everybody. That's true. You do. You just need to find the thing. Yeah. Um, and the the worst that can happen is that you don't. Yeah. And that's like, <laughs> like kind of inconsequential. Like, it's like you, waste, you wasted a couple minutes of your day. Yeah. I mean, but you, you never. Wasted. You, there's no yeah. way for you to gauge the you know maybe you learn something off of it too i just i don't know it's just like everybody has something to offer and somebody everybody has something to give and you ah man if you like i hope everybody in life can go through and like think back on like at least once that they've had an invaluable experience from a thing that they didn't expect to get it from you know like um you know, you're pumping gas at the gas station and like a light bulb moment because you see someone interact with somebody else. Like those are, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll live for those moments. I love them. (laughs) (laughs) And I wanted to, um, uh, I brought that up partially because you brought it up partially because of this. Um, I, that's my cat. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, I was in a grocery store parking lot when I first started doing uh, face paint and henna mm-hmm. and I had those moments where I was like, I'm so slow. And I'm like, people aren't going to really want this. People don't even know what this is. Um, and I, I, you know, there's just like th- those sh- moments. <laughs> 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 um, those Frank moments. Those Frank moments. <laughs> And um, anyway, I was coming out of the grocery store. I just talked to somebody behind the counter. Um, they had taken my henna card and they, they literally went like, they went like, I was like, oh, hey, you know, could you just like blah, blah, blah. And they were like, mm. and they just like, really? Yeah. And it was oh like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and earlier that day, I had actually run into somebody, I had henna on my hand and I had run into somebody who was um, one of those aunties who took a look at it. And she was like, yeah, we do that. Oh. And I was like, it was just a bad day. It was such a bad day. Um, and, and Frank was really talking to me. Yeah. And so I mean, I'm sorry to bring that one back up. But that <laughs> However, when I came out in that parking lot, I went to my groceries in the car 
and this was laying on the sidewalk. Can you guys see that? Never apologize for your art. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's a button. And I don't have any idea where it came from. And it has been a life source saver for me. Like it was just like, it was, it was upside down in the parking lot. And I looked, was loading groceries and looked down and I was like, it says never apologize for your art. That is crazy. Isn't that the craziest thing? This has been with me since 2010. Wow. So, and um, it like, it usually sits on my pocketbook. Um, and for the longest time, it did that. Like it sat there and it reminded me that it is my art. Yeah. It's not, not anybody else's art, it's mine. So, and that it, it's great, it's beautiful, it's a thing. Like even, doesn't even matter if anybody else likes it. Yeah. But, so Aww. never apologize for your art. Oh. I don't know where this button comes from, but I thank you universe for giving it to me. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that so much. I love that so much. Can you, I just, I just got like chills. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so beautiful. Also, now later, I because it started a thing for me as well, finding like little um, positive things to, to show here and there in my house and in my, like I see yours in your, you know, <laughs> your house too. And I'm like, yes. I know that feeling. Um, I also have one that says it's never too late to learn playground skills. Tell and me about what that means to you. So if you're going to go play on a playground as a kid um, and you're the bully or you're the mean guy, nobody's going to play with you. <laughs> mm, that's real. <laughs> so, yeah, that's real. So, but it's never too learn late to learn playground skills. And I mean, also with that, for me, it's just like keeping the kid alive. You know, like be, be kids sometimes. Like we don't have to be, we don't have to walk around. We're business people. Yes. But we don't have to walk around in big person mind frame all the time. Yeah. Like, you have you, to enjoy it. Yeah. You have to just have fun in your life somewhere, like almost everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you really do. You have to, otherwise you, you burn out one, you just burn out. And, it, yeah. and I feel like with our art, if you don't have that, it shows. Yeah. Like, there's an energy there that's present when you're working and you're engaging that other person. And if that's the only thing that you're, if, that you're focused on, if that's the only, it's just, you feel it. It's in the air. It's tangible. Yeah. You know, the money, the money is, money is important. It's important. It's secondary. You should make all the money. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it should not, be, it should be from your heart not because you got to make ends meet. Exactly. It's awesome when it's both. Also that. <laughs> also that. And has a lot more fun when you don't have bills hanging over your head when you get home. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and I do, I, I, I am not shy about the fact. I'm like, everyone, we should be making a living wage. Like, we should be, I want every henna artist to make all the money. But yes. I also, I'm like, also love what you do and approach it from a place of service and not a place of how do I get the next buck? That's, yeah. that's gross. That's yeah. gross. No, I agree. <laughs> so, yeah, I do agree. <laughs> for you, like, 
Okay. So you, you go through all this. I'm like, I'm just, I love, I love, I love that piece about the button. I cannot, like, I cannot get over it. So at what point did you realize like, okay, I'm pretty freaking good at this and I'm, I'm ready to scale it to the next thing. Um, I think for me, those moments, that was a gradual thing that happened that way. Um, I had several things happen at the same time. I had, first of all, like all of Hunter's friends were coming to me to get art. Um, <laughs> and, um, which was also a good thing because like, then I'm the house in the neighborhood that all the teenagers are hanging out at, which is the place I want to be. Yeah. Um, and then, um, the school approached me about like maybe doing a thing after the Relay for Life stuff happened. Um, I'm sorry, my cat. Sweet oh, no. <laughs> What's his, his name? Her name. Sweetie. Just, uh, oh. yeah. Sweetie McKeady. Oh, um, my God. We have Figaro. He's around here somewhere. She's just being, he jumps up and, like. Yeah, she's just being loud right now. I'm sorry. Oh, um, you're good. <laughs> so, um, so, kids hanging out at the house, the, um, the school approaching me about doing things. And then I went to a, um, a face painting convention. This is a small one um, in St. Louis. And I met an artist there, um, a henna artist by the name of Kim Brennan. I know Kim Brennan. Okay. And, and Kim was just this like shining light in the middle She's of, cool. she is, she is the best. So, yeah. <laughs> so it came down to, I was there for face painting, but uh, there was a series of classes, uh, a time block, where um, I didn't need the face painting class that was being offered. They had an airbrush class that was being offered and a henna class that was being offered. And I was like, well, airbrushing, ugh, more equipment. Um, <laughs> coming from circus world, I'm like, no more equipment, less equipment, less equipment is good. Um, and I already have like a love for henna. So let me just go to this henna class and see what she has to say on it. Now, up until this point, mind you, I had nothing. I had nothing other than what I had read about henna. Um, I'd never, um, I'd sat at festivals, like a couple of festivals with the same artists that were like, ended up being friends of ours, like watching her work, but not really understanding the process behind like, what it takes to do henna and like the artwork behind it and um and yeah and kim was like she offered three classes that um that festival and like a private session like you could sign up for later i took the very first one and was hooked i was just like and i'm done like <laughs> she was like you know there's jamila and it comes pre-sifted i was like Oh, what? Changer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was blown away. And then she was just doing, um, I mean, it was very, very basic beginner class, obviously. But she was just like, it was, I don't know. I was hook, line, and sinker. I was there. I was done. I was like, this is a thing and it's going to happen. I'm going to go home and I'm going to do it. And I got all inspired. And yeah, and it was actually kind of face paint took a second side note at that. I went for face paint to like get more inspiration for face paint and ended up um, 
coming home in henna love all over again <laughs> oh that that is so cool I love that I love that it was Kim Kim yeah. she's an incredible instructor I've taught alongside her um at conferences in the past and she is incredible like her energy is great and she just you can tell her passion for henna yeah yeah she's um and she, you know maybe Kim's not for everybody like personality wise yeah <laughs> she speaks to me she's very like you know here it is cut and dry like like it or don't this is me and I love that about people I love people being genuine um so yeah and she just was like a lot of fun and she was at that stage I think in her life where she was beginning to learn face painting as well so she was also in student mindset which was like a beautiful thing to see yeah oh that's so cool so wow I love that I love that so you know what you mentioned you mentioned here that obviously going to a festival so you have cats I have crazies so <laughs> you mentioned you go to this festival this conference and you've mentioned also the investment with your business by way of an assistant. What other investments have you made in your business? What's what's been the biggest investment or what's been the most impactful investment for you? Hmm. That's a good question. Um I learned loads for that first um face painting event that actually gave me henna. Um I don't think I definitely wouldn't be here where I'm at without Kim and the like little brochure booklets that she gave out on that. Um, I also feel like um, as far as return goes, I'm still working on that, but my tent was a huge investment. Um, I, my tent is um, printed. Uh, so, and again, it's, in that rebranding that I'm doing, it's like one of my like eh, scratch points because um, oh, I'm gonna I, my tent uses is used for everything like yeah. all of our circus work, all of our face paint, all of our henna, yeah. and I really want a henna tent now, like like one that is specifically states henna, but still like is working with our marketing um, yeah. strategy. So that's like a big question mark for me yet, but I know that's going to be like a solid dollar investment because it's the first thing people see when they don't, they don't know you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At a, at a festival. Yeah. Um, the other, just time, man, time's the investment. That's it. Like just blocking out. I know I went through a period of time where, um, oh, I didn't even mention this. So. Oh. <laughs> tell, tell us, tell us the thing. Um, use use your downtime as much as you can. I had a um because I do acrobatics and stuff. I had an injury, um, where I could not do uh my regular, normal. I couldn't perform, couldn't train, couldn't do like what the way my day is usually eaten up. Right. Um, and so instead of binge watching television, um, or along with binge watching television, <laughs> um, I took the time to grab like a bunch of candles from Michael's and just hinted the heck out of them. Um, and just like, this was back when I was still new. 
um, and I didn't have like really good skills. So it made a perfect Christmas gifts coming up that year. And it taught me so much about like working the henna cone, like just the process of doing it. But I would just have like a candle and a toothpick and um, a thing of henna. Um, and every time I sat down in my chair, which was a lot because I was injured, um, was just using that downtime to draw. Um, and so I can imagine that that would be like, you don't necessarily have to do candles, but like, if you have some downtime, like work it in, you know, you can, uh, that. Speaking my language. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it every in. day. Like there's not, there, there really is, there's no skill set that you just, oh, I've nailed it. And I never have to use it ever again. I never have to practice it. I never have to develop it. And uh, there's, there's no exception. And we're not an exception. Yeah. Yeah. And it, um, and the henna candles made wonderful Christmas gifts that year. <laughs> <laughs> they were like they were like a double whammy for me I was like it was the middle of the summer and then Christmas came along I had all these like candles in my room excuse me in my room that was like I was like oh yeah I'm just gonna wrap those up and give them away as gifts <laughs> I love that <laughs> but you know with other stuff but yeah yeah and um I, the funny thing is is like all the family and friends that I handed those out to they still have them they won't burn them Oh you're like, God. Ready to burn. Like, By now, you're probably like, burn that candle. <laughs> I, I am. I'm like, burn the candle so I can make you a new one. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. That is so funny. That is so funny. But yeah, just working on them though, like, you know, just doing the same thing over and over and over. And I think like, I, I'd say like 70% of those candles have lotuses on them. You know, but I can do a lotus now. You're going to be like, if there's one thing I know, it's how to make a meme. I can do a lotus. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, it's so true. You get, you get what you put in. You get what you put in. So yeah. I, I love it. I yeah. love that your story speaks to that too. But I don't know. Um, I mean, as far as like money wise, what you put in your business, um, I don't know. I'm still looking for that. I'm, I'm asking you like where, like when you have excess cash, where do you, you know, yeah. where do you turn around and put it back in? Where's the best place to put it? Um, my first guess is marketing, but, but it's gotta be the right marketing. So that's right. Yeah. So actually believe it or not, I don't think that marketing is the first thing. Really? I really don't. I'm not going to give you, I can't give you spoilers. One, because right now, like I already, it looks, well, I'll pause and say inside of the Hennepin community, I posted the poll earlier today of like for this month's free class and mm -hmm. people are loving your idea. And it looks like that's taken the lead. So on Monday, I probably will be teaching a class about that. So I'm not going to give you okay. like spoilers. Okay. I haven't voted yet. So I'm going to give you Go vote, go and tell everyone else. But, but no, I, it's, it's already taken the lead. So odds are Monday we'll be talking about that anyway but then cool. also just by the time we posted look by the time you guys are seeing this that class has been happened so you'll have yeah. to like look on Hennepreneur for it but um but no I actually I don't think that marketing come first, comes first but in your situation I feel like marketing is probably the best place to be just because you already have that first step it sounds like covered but you'll have to learn you'll hear what that first step is. I look forward to it <laughs> look forward to it yes um, yeah, I feel like this is, for me at least, it's really odd because um, 
I, I feel like a lot of the things and information that I get from places like your community um, and, you know, other resources that because I've been in the field for so long, I do know a lot of them already. But then at the same time, I'm so new and I, I really wanted to like to speak to this because sometimes I feel I'm still that wallflower because I, of the area that I live in, um, you're, um, and excuse me if I'm saying it wrong, you're Sh Sean Rott, is that the way? Yeah. Sean Rott. Sean Rott. Okay. Sean Rott, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, learning about things like that for me is like, it's so hard here. We have like, I did the numbers the other day after your video like sent me off in that rabbit hole. Um, and there are like, in my area, there's like 0.2% of, of an Asian community. So mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm like, okay, out of the people that live in my town, yeah, I have, there are like 14 people, statistically. <laughs> yeah. That I can going to, to learn this. Yeah. So <laughs> And it's, it's a difficult subject to approach, um, you know, here in my area, um, yeah. because everybody's cookie cutter. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, I'm loving all the tidbits that you guys are giving. Um, and sometimes it's hard to be that person that's be like, guys, hello, I know nothing <laughs> about what you're talking about. I'm really listening to the words you're speaking and trying to figure out how to spell them to go look them up on YouTube oh. <laughs> or, or Google or wherever, you know, and, yeah. and getting like um, super confused in the process because it tells me nothing about the actual event. It's just telling me about like how the celebration occurs. Oh yeah, the the theory versus yeah, the actual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. So I am really, really loving the community that you've set up because it feels very open enough for me to like to say those things, to be like, I've never been to an Indian wedding. Yeah. What's it like? You know, yeah. or I've never been like these like like uh, religious holidays. They're not like in the area that I'm at. Like you don't hear about like, the news doesn't cover them. The news doesn't yeah. say, like you know what I'm saying. Like it's, it's not a thing here. It's such a small population, and um, I feel like more people need to know. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that you're comfortable in the community to like to be able to ask the questions that you do. That you have like you have such an amazing um, set of skills and such amazing insight, even if it's coming from like the circus side and the performance arts side, or, or even the face paint side, like whatever, it's still, it translates so nicely into henna. And like, I, 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 that's why I was so excited to see that you'd apply. Yeah, I'm like, I, of course I want to talk to Gina. <laughs> no, I, it's so funny because like <laughs> I sent it off and um, it was during the time period where my arm was in a sling. And so like, I sent you, an application. I don't know how many applications you got from me. You probably got like 20 because I could only use my phone and it wasn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got, I got there was two and then there was a blank one. And I was like, oh, Gina. <laughs> hey, tell me, I really want to be interviewed. <laughs> I, was, I couldn't work on my computer because my I had a biceps tendon surgery. Yeah. 
And um, my arm was in a sling, so I couldn't work on the computer. Like I couldn't even use my computer. So when it first came up, I tried to do it on my phone and I hit submit and then my phone blanked out. And I was like, so maybe that was, maybe that was the blank one. Um, and then the second one, I like tried to do it on my phone again, because again, couldn't use the computer. And it was like, oh, my phone was having, my phone is so, that's an upgrade I should have. My phone is like a five iPhone. It's so old. Okay, list of investments. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I, um, I sent it, and I sent it there, but it didn't say that I had received or anything. And uh -huh. so it was like two weeks later, a week later, when I got my sling off, I was like, all right, I'm gonna do it on my computer now. <laughs> so, oh my God. I didn't mean to hassle you. It was just like, I didn't actually know if you had received anything. No. I didn't know if my phone had sent. And it's all like, oh God, the grammar is so bad too because the autocorrect on the phone and I'm typing left-handed with one, one thing. Another funny thing, I went to my first henna conference while I had my sling on. What? Which one did you go to? I went to uh, the one in Atlanta. Yeah. Conference. Uh-huh. Um, never been to a henna conference before. And uh, I'm like right-handed and I'm decked out. I have this like completely mobile right hand um, <clears throat> at my first henna conference. And whatever like let's like I had signed up for it and this thing happened and I'm like no no I'm gonna drive the four hours there and drive the four hours back and I can't take my hand out of a sling but I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna learn and <laughs> I um actually <laughs> learned to do some left-handed henna while I was there I love it <laughs> I don't care I'm getting there and then <laughs> I'm becoming an ambidextrous head artist while I'm at it like we're going for it the, um, the, um, I, I'm not sure I can read my notes, but <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, but I do, you know, I have the book and I got the knowledge, you know, the sit down knowledge and that's always the better start than not having any start. That's true. So, yeah. So I was super, super funny. Everybody was, I don't know. I feel like everybody was laughing at me because I'm like sitting around with all these like amazing henna artists at this conference and I'm like, Chicken scratch because I'm doing it with my left hand, <laughs> dragging my hand across the page. <laughs> Don't have any pressure. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, Can't that's, tell anybody in the room you're not a left handed artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, <laughs> well, nah, they'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that is rich. I love yeah. that story. But by the end of the by the end of the event, three days, three days, by the end of the event, my left handed henna looked not great, but good. That's what I'm talking. Didn't look like preschooler did it. <laughs> you weren't dragging it anymore. Wasn't dragging it anymore. <laughs> and I had like I had you know I was like being able to like uh, um float my lines and like I wasn't. Ooh, yeah. draping and everything. Draping, that's the word. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <clears throat> yeah. So let me ask you. Let me ask. What has been? Because now you've like now you've tipped me off to this like. What has been, because I'm like, that is, that's quite the accomplishment. But of all of the things, like to date, what has been your, your biggest accomplishment with henna? Um, from a professional standpoint, let me say that. Professional standpoint. Yeah, from a, um, 
in another eight months, <clears throat> I'm going to answer this from future self. Okay, I like it. Okay. By next season, my biggest accomplishment will have been to have Columbia recognize henna as an art form that they see regularly. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, I like that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, because I, I'm sure there are other artists here somewhere. I know at least one that's moved into the community in the last like little while, uh -huh. last like, literally like six weeks. Um, and there've got to be other people doing it here. Mm. Um, but we don't see them. Um, and I want, I really want henna to be a thing that people know about, that yeah. people enjoy and have access to. And like, yeah, yeah. Circus arts weren't here before I was here. Hey. I love <laughs> I love that. Well, and you do, you already, you had the, the opportunity to trailblaze on one side. It's like, why not? You already know exactly what to do. And you now have the infrastructure to do it. Well, it's different though. You feel like, so. I mean, I think it is very different. Like um, um, with our circus arts, it was a movement practice, mm. right? Um, and this is art and I get Oh, I'm so passionate. Okay. This is a whole different conversation. <laughs> um, so as, and I'm just, I'm referring the two only because that's what I know. Mm -hmm. um, but as a circus artist, we never got the respect of a dancer mm -hmm. or, you know, like ballet and circus. And people are like, ballet is an art form. Circus is a thing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's not like that ballet artist and that acrobat spend the same amount of time in training. Yeah. They are like that acro that ballet artist who's on stage putting a performance piece together is the same as that acrobat who's on the stage putting a performance piece together. Yeah. Um, and there are like huge schools of thought and study on why people like divide these things based off of um, the reaction that you get from the acrobat and the reaction that you can get from the um, from the ballet artist, usually like in a theater setting. Okay, so in henna, I would love to see henna also be fine art. You know what? You're barking up my tree. <laughs> I remember, and I'll never forget this conversation. I remember it would have been, it was when, it was just after I'd had my middle daughter. So it would have been around 2014, 2015, right after I went full time. There was a fine arts show, festival, fine arts festival mm -hmm. that was going on. And at the time I was living in, in, in Texas in Fort Worth. And I remember applying to this festival and the organizer saying, well, that's great and all, but this is fine art. And I was impulsive and I replied to the email and I probably could have done better. <laughs> but I will, yeah, I will never forget though, how that made me feel. Yeah. Because, and I, I remember saying something to the effect of, you know, this is an art that's been around for thousands of years. Like, painting yeah that happened in caves and we're only celebrating you know the ones that were done on canvas henna's been around 
in between all of that. And I remember like going so far as being like in the Bible, like <laughs> they were using henna. Like I, I, and I was so, I took it such as a, a personal affront. Yeah. Um, but it's true. I think I would love to, I, I agree with you. I would love to see the status of the henna artist elevated for our profession to yeah. be elevated. Um, and I think it's, it's an interesting journey. I see in some ways, just because I've been doing it now for so long, I see in some ways we've made progress and in other ways we haven't. And so I'd be so interested to like hear from you also about, about the comparison between the acrobatic and the, and the ballerina. And, and I see that, like, I, I can see that, but I yeah. would so love to hear your perspective on the two. And if there were one thing that you could say, okay, henna artists rally around and do this thing to help elevate our profession like do you have thoughts on that that you could share now um I know I'd probably have to just like think about that a little bit it's heavy I feel like that's heavy yeah I feel like um again like networking with our other artists in your community Mm -hmm. um is a big thing um and trying not to trying not to only think of henna as skin art because that's where I think the problem occurs um when you really start studying art the things that we're replicating on the skin the fine arts people need to just realize that skin's a canvas yeah agreed (laughs) I mean all the way around whether you're talking (laughs) tattoos or face paints or body art or henna like there's just got to be some changing of the guard here yeah. Um, and one of the things I think I'm trying to do in our community, at least um, as much as I can, as much as I'm being allowed to do it, yeah. is at um, art showings doing body art as well, while like live body art, because that is a thing you don't normally see in fine art, right? Like occasionally you'll see a live artist, but it's not really, it's a live artist doing a canvas. Yeah. Right? Like, we have the advantage there. We're live artists doing another person. Right. That is way more relatable, in my opinion, than a live artist doing a canvas. Yeah. Um, and so here, at least, every opportunity that I'm getting to see an art show that's happening with multiple artists um, is approaching the people that are doing the art shows and being like, hey, what if, hmm, what if we added a live artist painting a live person, you know, or a live artist doing henna on a live person. Yeah. What if, what if we were like creating art at the art event and not just walking around with drinks and, and just, and just, yeah. 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 What if we were making it an interactive experience Mm. Um, and I'm hoping, and I've got no solid concrete evidence that this will happen, but I'm hoping that as, as we begin to be, more relatable like people are like oh we went to the art show we saw this beautiful art and we got henna mm-hmm. you know I like that then it becomes like a relatable thing as well yeah um, that the two begin to merge um, there's a really good TEDx talk on um why fine art is fine art mm-hmm. somewhere I don't know the name of it maybe if I find it I'll run it to you um, yeah 
but um it was a guy who was studying it and he had a, like a lot of really really good research on it and interesting as to why it why why is oil paintings and acrylics and why are these things considered fine art and these things considered craft art mm-hmm. um, and why it happened the way it did and it was completely arbitrary yeah just for the record like it's random the way it happens I feel like it can be changed I think it is it's a culture shift Mm -hmm. like it's a culture shift and and for me honestly part of that is why Hennepreneur exists like I got tired I got tired of of that like the minimization of 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 this predominantly female run industry to just like oh it's arts and crafts you'd be great at an arts and crafts show yeah and it's like why is that an insult one why does that make me feel the way that I do and mm-hmm. why is it that other henna artists also feel like that's as far as they can go yeah because it's so much more than that like we we have the capacity for so much more than that and so I'm loving I'm loving hearing the different perspectives like I love hearing your your story and your journey because it does it speaks to a different way well, like I said, I'm, I'm really hoping um, there's an art show in, um, that happens every year that I am friends and have worked with um, the coordinator for, for a couple of years now where I've done body painting and it's been really well received. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> it's kind of an edgier show, so that's good too. And this year I'm hoping, it might not happen this October because my excuse me arm and sling sent me back a little bit but um at least by next year in their spring showing um to have canvas works with henna displayed during that show um and then to also be having like a hands-on experience for them well we've already done the hands-on experience in the past and people loved it so um but to be able to do live a live art while also having art on the wall that showcases the talent. Oh. Because it's not, I mean, it's an art form. Hello, people. Yes, <laughs> yes. I love that. So, okay, let me, let me ask you, let me ask you this. For you, like having been through the, just the journey from start you know, you start with your son and then with your family and you build this business and now you have like these, these, um, grander aspirations, right. For changing the culture in your, in your city, which I love, like throughout the course of that experience and moving forward thus far up until today, what's been the biggest lesson that you've had in that journey, in that experience? It's super easy to listen to what other people are saying and give up. (laughs) Wow, that's real. You, wow, that's, that's real. Yeah, like, um, I cannot tell you how many times, like, as a, as a child, like I told you my son was ADE or ADHD. And I think as a child, I was probably the same. We just didn't have a, a word for it at that point. But I was always told I was so stubborn as a kid. You are so stubborn. Like, Ugh. stop it. You're stubborn. 
um, if you aren't stubborn in this field, you're not going to go anywhere. You, your stubbornness with focus is tenacity. Listen. So, yes. yeah. So yeah. if you, <laughs> it, I mean, for me, just me personally, maybe at some point I will stop, but every time I get told the answer is no, I think it's no now. How do I work around it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, it's like, well, um, no, you can't bring your artwork into this <laughs> building yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. I'll be there. Like, wait, I'll be there. I'll be there. You just wait. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Somebody, one day, even if like, even if I'm 90 and one day, like, you got to retire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, those, all those kids I helped out, like, or I put a head on to begin with, they're yeah. going to do your job eventually. <laughs> <laughs> if it has to be a waiting game. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think that, I think that's it. Like, it doesn't matter. As long as you're learning from something, it doesn't matter how many times you're being told no. I mean, what is no? What, just, I don't know. It's just no. No is no. And it doesn't mean, it just means no the way you asked it. Yeah. That's, that's probably, I think the hardest thing to answer your question was like, just pick yourself back up and get back out there. Do it different. Yeah. Or do it the same. If you are a hundred percent sure that the same is going to work and you just got to know that Tom. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> That's so good. I love the the rephrase. Stubborn stubbornness with focus. Is tenacity. It's tenacity. Yeah. There's so much power in words. And I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh. So let me ask you. If there were a single thing, like a single um, message, if you were to write a letter or leave a note behind for that henna artist who's coming, two steps behind you in their journey, what would you tell her or him? Um, I would tell them, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Yep. Whatever you're doing, do it again. Wow. Cause like, until you do it a couple of times, I don't feel like you have the hangout. Like you don't understand what you're truly doing. Mm -hmm. And that goes with anything until you, you go to do one festival. One festival is not the same as another festival. Um, you do one client, one client's not going to be the same as the next client. Um, you, heck, you put one pattern down on paper and it's not the same thing. Even if you're looking to do the exact same pattern again, it's not going to be the same thing. Yeah. So whatever you're doing, do it again um, and do it again quickly, mm. you know, as soon as possible so that you're like, I feel like for me, my learning process is repetition. Um, and once you do it a couple of times, if it's still not working, then change it. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I think that's like, that's super simple, isn't it? Like it is It's way simple, but it's not, and don't give up. I mean, God, but I mean, if kids, if, if you were, when you were a baby, if you gave up, when you fell, when you walked, you'd still be like sliding around on your still you be know. laying on over there. Yes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that? Don't give up. Don't give up. Um, um, 
never apologize for your art. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I feel like everybody gets a pet. I like, I feel like that should be a thing. Yeah. I would love to replicate these. Like you can see, look at this thing. This thing is like, like brown it's and like, like, it's, well loved. it's like, it's like rusty on the backside and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's real. It's, it's had its day. It's art in itself. Um, but yeah don't I mean and when those people are like when you come across those people who are like well they're telling you like mm, for your art or whatever you know they're not saying it but you're feeling it mm -mm, no do it just go do it again it's fine like it's don't don't be in that headspace nobody travels Nobody travels this life in the same time frame, in the same direction, in the same path. Like, you may, I'm a firm believer that if, if you take two people, even the same set of circumstances over and over and over again, they're going to end up like this just because they're different. People that are different. human element. You process. Yeah, you process different. So don't listen to them. Just go do it again. I love that. Doing it. That's so simple. So I have like a board back here that I, every week I give myself a new, just affirmation. Yeah. Whatever. I feel like that's going up next. Like yeah. <laughs> do it again. Like I feel like do it, it again. Do it again. That's a good, that's so good. Oh my God. That's so, I feel like that's something you can chew on for a long time and it's so easy, but it takes willpower. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Cause it's, some. I mean, you know, I've been there and you've been there and all of the artists have been there. Anybody who's put their heart into anything's been there. When you think something's amazing or maybe you don't think something's amazing and somebody does think something's amazing and you're like, are they lying? <laughs> you know? Yeah. We, well, that's, that's in our heads. Like, just don't just go do it again. And like do it again. Cause somebody liked it or, or like you liked it. Do it again. Yeah. So, um, uh, you have me sold. Much child of the eighties. Go ah! Nike. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't their slogan something like that? Oh. I don't know. Was it? I don't know. It was do it again, but again, <laughs> just do I wasn't it. do it again. Um, <laughs> my um, my all-time ever me personal slogan is um somewhere. At some point, someone once told me it couldn't be done, and that's where all this started. Oh, that's a good one. That's just me. <laughs> like, oh, somebody once told me it couldn't be done, and that's where all this started. <laughs> Look, I feel like that is, <laughs> I feel like that's relatable for so many Hennepreneurs. Like, our, just the fact that, like, it's like, oh, yeah, you're over there with your henna cone again. Oh, yeah, just you with your henna cone. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then watch yeah watch what, I, watch what I build yeah because nobody knows what the future is going to hold yeah nobody knows and if you're enjoying what you're doing then go do it do it again oh, I love it I love it Gina tell tell the people tell the people where can they find you on social online where can they connect with you you can find us at Luna Tricks Arts um, on Facebook on Instagram and by email at gmail lunatricsarts at gmail um and then we are in the middle of a 
brand change, um, which is a complete company name makeover. Uh, so you can also find us currently uh, with less information at The Laughing Cat Company. That's cool. Um, so The Laughing Cat Company. And um, I wanted to show you guys, give me just a second. I wanna show you why we're The Laughing Cat Company. Show us. <laughs> because of this girl right here. She's my inspiration. That's sweet peep. This is my sweetie peepy. Oh. Hey baby girl, say hey. <laughs> hey sweet pea. She's like, mm -hmm. she's like, no, mm -hmm. there's nothing laughing here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. But she's, um, our, our, our rebrand is going to be the Laughing Cat Company, and it's obviously a calico cat. And what we needed, um, like I told you earlier, we needed a brand that we um, can do like henna under and face paint and circus skills and all of our show performances and everything. So we are the Laughing Cat Company um, for shows. We will be um, Laughing Cat Co. Henna, um, but we'll all have like one big happy web page <laughs> where... Gina doesn't have to go crazy trying to keep up with multiple items. <laughs> it's the little things, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. So the laughing cat is the laughing cat. Do you already have Instagram? And I already have Instagram. It? It's up. Um, it's up as the laughing cat company um, or the laughing cat co. We have both. Um, let's see which one gets used more. That's always a thing in progress. Yeah. Um, I have a Facebook page. Again, it doesn't have um, a lot of information on it right now, but um, Lunatrix Arts will eventually be switched over. Um, yeah, there you go. Oh my gosh, look at that. That's so pretty. Um, I don't know if you can read it, but there's Lunatrix yeah. Arts at the bottom down there. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so... Find us at Lunatrix Arts. We'll tell you when you can switch over to Laughing Cat Company. <laughs> Perfect. I don't, you know what? Last thing, last thing. You know, the Hennapreneur community was set up to be a collaborative. It was set up to, to provide resource and to provide support and all of those things. So is there a way that the, Henna, the Hennapreneur community, and not just us, but the Henna community at large, is there a way that we can support you and what you're doing? Yeah. Just uh, hit me up on Instagram and Facebook and tell me to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love any, um, you know, any feedback from if you see something that I could do better on, let me know. Like always to be like, hey, Gina, haven't heard from you in two days on Instagram. Hello. Um, <laughs> that kind of. Uh, that's that's really helpful for me. I don't sell um, cones or supplies or stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, uh, yet, yeah, maybe in the future. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. Oh, so, so but um, but yeah, I really, I think um, for me to support me is just to reach out and just continue to be a community that. I can bounce ideas off of and talk to. And if you see me at an event, come talk to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I love meeting other people. And I just, um, I, it's not family. If it's not community, it's not like, and I, half the reason I'm in this is for family from day one. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it.
Well, thank you. Thank you thank so you. much. No, thank you for, for, for sharing your time with us and, and your journey and being vulnerable and, and yes, your insights, all of that. I so appreciate you. No, thank you for having me. Like, you know, and just remember, if you ask me again, like you may get fob next time. Hey. <laughs> I look forward to five episodes. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry. I am, I am so technically um, ill-inclined is really what it boils down to. I, I am the most technically uncapable person there is out there so uh <laughs> i can do it guys everybody else can do it too i'm blowing up computers and blowing up tablets and <laughs> but i'm learning so yeah there's your that's how you could support me you'd be like hey here's an instagram tip you know that like you can i laugh because i didn't know up until like a couple months ago that you could edit stuff on instagram really yes this is what i'm saying i'm like huge gaps in my learning um i didn't know like i felt i felt like whenever you put it on instagram because it just wasn't on there all that much like you put it on instagram it just stayed and stayed forever and you like you couldn't do anything with it like you couldn't go back and change it so <laughs> i am really bad with technology oh um, i'm good with people bad with technology i have to have help um that's so funny let me ask you are you using do you use mac devices are you saying you have an iphone 5 is your computer also mac i have been a pc user forever and it just got a mac like seven eight months ago okay i have a tip for you okay this is a tip that i'll, I'll tell you every time i share this tip it's mind blown, like every. And I remember, I only learned this tip recently myself. Right? I have, I have my pen and my paper. I'm ready. Oh, it's, it's so perfect. Do you know that you can on multiple Mac devices, Apple devices, you can if you're if you have them in the close vicinity, you can copy from one and paste on the other. Did you know that? No. Crazy, right? So you say there's like a a something that you wanted on a website or on your website and you want to copy it and add it in over here you can copy it on your phone and paste it on your computer or vice versa yeah is there a name for that is it like no it's just some of the functionality of of apple products i will have to go look at that because <laughs> um yeah that would be really helpful because some things are easier to do on your phone and your computer and like yeah. exactly when we're juggling you know you know how it is you're juggling yeah. the email and the this over there and like yeah you can grab it on one device and drop it in the other oh yeah that's great that's awesome <laughs> okay, that's really helpful um yeah there, yeah that was really funny um when i went to that in a conference and i'm sorry i know you want to wrap this up but i was doing this is like how i said like it really big holes in my in my like so the mac is totally new to me i'm learning the functionality keys are still like mind-blowing for me I just feel like I need a, a whole sheet printed out of things of like oh command v is paste or whatever you know yeah um, yeah so um I'm learning that it's super slow it's getting there my son is helping <laughs> um but then um when I went to the henna conference you know the like the straws that people cut yeah henna? yeah girl I've been doing henna all this time just saying well if you make a mistake you gotta live with it Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I would say person that like I see the boba stands and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna need a couple of those straws. <laughs> you know who has the best straws is IKEA. IKEA. <laughs> yeah, they have the big ones, you know, and it's only yeah. like a dollar for a huge bag of them, and I just cut them up and yeah. But nowhere on the internet has anybody ever said, "Here's mm-hmm. a straw, cut it, pick it up with like your henna that way." I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't have another henna artist locally to learn from. Yeah. And it's stuff like this that just like rocks my world. <laughs> oh, I can pick a pen with a straw. What? I love it. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, a lot of learning still, always. Not all of us. That's all of us. That's all of us. Yeah. So I just thought it was funny. It was like... <laughs> oh my gosh. That is. Thank you, and you have a great day. Thank you. Same to you, babe. Bye. (laughs) Bye.